You're listening to Bitches That Eat. So, did you see my bra in my bathroom with the sweat stains on it? I didn't see the sweat stains. <laughs> like the sweat stains are, you know, like where the wire is, where yeah, it's like, like the under boob. under boob, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like it's like crept up a little bit. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So let me ask you this: How do you wash yep. your bras, and how often? Uh, I put them in the washer. Do you air dry them? No, I put them in the dryer. Okay, you should air dry them. Yeah, you're like not supposed to put. Yeah, them in the dryer. what? You're supposed to air dry them. I like literally. I mean, they still work. Like right, but then they won't look like glasses as long as they get too stretchy. Is that a thing? Uh huh. I think so. Oh. I mean, they hold the girls up. I right, guess that's right. they matters. do their job. Right. But so here's my question is I, sure. I put them in the washer, then I air dry them, and then sweat stains did not come out. And then I've tried hand washing them too. D- did my sweat literally just stain my bras? Probably. You need to get a new bra. Oh my God. It was like brand new. Uh, oh, that sucks. She's a sweaty gal. What kind of, yeah. What kind of, what's coming out of your body? <laughs> toxins. Yeah. Like acid. Strong toxins. Man. Yeah. It's rough. Okay. I got nothing. I was more focused on the head scratcher thing you had in there. Oh, yeah. That I brought out. Oh, yeah. That feels good. But it's not the same when you do it to yourself. It's like, it really isn't. I saw a TikTok of someone doing it to a dog. Ugh, it feels good. And the dog was like, oh, I tried to do it to Bandit, but it's too big for her. Yeah, You could do it to her little butt. I think I'd freak her out. We should try later. Um, This is going to be a big food episode. We figured we should, like... After we just talk for 20 minutes. But um, we should, like, close out the season talking about eating. Yeah. And also, I think we were really excited to eat here. We and were. there's some good background behind it. And we love this chef. Yep. Um, but. <laughs> we don't know. The food was. We'll see. You'll see. <laughs> we will be back to talk about it. We ate on there on Friday. So, yeah. but we took notes, mm-hmm. even though I Lots was like, notes. I was like, Sophie, can I bring okay. a spiral and a pen? No. And she told me no. Because that's weird. Last time we did I that at Bayona, Griffin was like, was like Griffin, that, I, I hope you still listen to this. He probably doesn't. Oh but God. he was like, I'm nervous. What he are you guys like, doing? What are you doing? So we just took notes on our phone and it was great. And instead of looking like nerds, I just looked like I wasn't interested in what you had to say. That's so, so yeah. Date night. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But it's, yeah, we're going to take a break and come back to talk about Bye Water American Bistro. Babs. Babe. 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 Bob. Babs. Get it? I do. No. I do. Bab. Short for Bye Water American Bistro. Yes, ma'am. Um, we went there on Friday. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. It was nice to get out of our little uptown bubble. You sure. Know. Um, I think the service was good. What was his name again? It started with an S. Sean? S- Michael. Saul. Steven. Steven. It was Steven. Saul? <laughs> oh, it's because we were talking about Morris Bart earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Better yes. call Saul. Yes, anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Steven. You also, I was convinced he was gay, but you said he was looking at your boobs, so... I, I don't know. Maybe he maybe was, he's just like a gay man that can appreciate a good rack. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, sure, like, sure, 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 sure. Um, anyways, a, according to the restaurant, they yeah. call it a American neighborhood restaurant and they describe themselves as a casual, energetic place, which I'm like, I mean, sure. Yeah. It fit the description. Sure. 
Um, and they, you know, quote, were cooking ingredient-driven food inspired by the small local farms using ingredients that are seasonal and raised or caught with care. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, you know, their big gist is curbing influences with major nods to Nola culture and ingredients to create an eclectic menu, mm. if you will. A small one, may I add. Sure. Um, what, five, five items? Five items? <laughs> I can't talk. Five items for appetizers and entrees-ish? Yeah, five or and six? like three sides and four desserts. But I kind of like when menus right. aren't as complicated. Yeah. You know. But I, I, I do think also part of them doing that is so they can appeal more locally than like to the tourist masses. Right. Um, so they opened March 15th, 2018 in a former rice mill in the Bywater. Mm. It's right across the street from a train track boundary between the Marini and the Bywater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just past the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts campus. And also right by the Mississippi. The Noka. Yes. Um, isn't it on top of it an apartment building? Am I wrong? Yes. And they live in that apartment building. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Nina that's, and Larry, the owners, live in the apartment building. That's building. really cool. I don't know if they still do, but. Mm. Well, they probably like have a place there. And, right. You know, Internet they travel. Says, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is cute. That's awesome. And by the way, that rice mill, that the building mm-hmm. used to be the largest rice mill in North America. That is very cool. I think like way back when. Why do we think there was such a large rice mill? Okay. <laughs> rice mill. Yeah. I in don't know. New Orleans. New Orleans is not I think a big shipping, exporter of rice, is it? I think it's just a big exporting city. You know, it's but just. But for rice? I, I think there's just literally so many ports, it's just easy to ship hmm. things from there. Oh, that's fair. Again, again, I know nothing. But I'm, that's my assumption. Yeah, it was more just me thinking out loud. Sure, sure, I just sure, think sure. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and kind of the gist they wanted to go for is a restaurant that could only come from a chef that feels completely at home. Um, obviously an idea from its name. Um, and it's very different from Nina Compton's other restaurant, which I will not say correctly. Will we say it, Sophie? Compare la pain. Compare la pain. Um, I mean, I don't know what compare means, but so la pain is rabbit. It actually comes from a folklore folk tale of a talking rabbit, a Caribbean talking mm. rabbit, in some way, shape, or form. And so, I'm looking the, up what compare means. Yeah. So the other restaurant is more kind of like about Nina, about her mm-hmm. Caribbean culture and what feels like home to her. Whereas Babs by Water American Bistro is more about an homage to New Orleans and also her influence as well. Gotcha. Um. A uh, compare is a person who introduces the performers or contestants in a, vi- in a variety show or a host. Interesting. Talking rabbit. Yeah. You act as a compare for something. Yeah. I think the hmm. the folktale was about a French speaking rabbit. That's awesome. Hints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So compare her childhood in the Caribbean, Babs, her newfound home, if you will. Hmm. So a review was saying, you know, she spins together the old and the new, interlacing her background with New Orleans, um, and also trying to get that homey rudeness of a neighborhood bistro, um, and really nearly everything she does at Babs, which this um, reviewer said, feels like it's part of a conversation about time and place and tradition, and innovation that takes place entirely through the language of food, mm. which I think is a very nice way to review a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Um and they, yeah, they do some events. Like, they had yurt dining past winter, which was, like, a partner with Resi. Very cool. Like, 
Was that like a COVID inspired thing or maybe because like you got your own like little heated village outside? That was definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really. And there cool. are only one in thirteen restaurants in the country to do it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I've been dropping names. So, Bab was opened by Nina Compton, her husband Larry Miller, and Levi Rains. Um, Larry Miller is the owner manager of both <clears throat> the restaurant Nina is chef at. So compare and Bab. Mm-hmm. And it's cute because Larry and Nina met while she was working at a restaurant in Miami. Ooh. We'll talk more about later. Miami. But they married in 2010. Cute. Um, so Nina Compton is the head chef and owner. She is originally from St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. She's around 40 years old. She's also, fun fact, the daughter of Sir John George Melvin Compton, who was uh, the prime minister of St. Lucia. Oh, shit. For like three sessions, terms, whatever they refer so to. She's it like as. royalty, huh? A little bit. I think a she little. touched on that in Top Chef. I don't oh, she's her. like a big deal in St. Lucia, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Huge. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, 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 cool. So she went to secondary school in England and then returned west to pursue her dream of becoming a chef. And her parents were like, nah, we don't love it, but like, <laughs> they supported her. And they set her up with an internship at one of their family friends' hotel in Jamaica where she helped mm-hmm. in the kitchen. She then worked at CIA in New York, Culinary Institute of America. Mm hmm. Um, which I've been to, by the way. What? Yeah, we were like my family and I were driving through New York and yeah. stopped there, and I was like, "Oh my god, I could go here!" And then I looked up like what you had to do, and I was like, "I am not nothing cute." Yeah. Um, and then she started really after that. She started her professional career at Daniel in NYC. Daniel Bouloud is the chef. Daniel Bouloud. Bouloud. Obviously, a big deal, world yes. renowned French chef. Did you ever go to Daniel in New York? No. Is it like really fancy? I don't know. No. <laughs> I, I mean, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, and then she eventually moved to Miami to work with Norma Van Atkin um, mm. at Felipe Ruiz at the historic Biltmore Hotel in Miami. I don't know where that is. I know the name. I don't know. Literally like lived there beautiful. for a year. I've got no idea. It probably. Maybe Philippe Ruiz at Palme d'Or. So either a long French name that I'm fucking up or, yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she did later move. She's still in Miami. She later moved to Casa Casarina, which is a private club and boutique hotel, which is where she met her husband. Mm. Um, and she rose from sous chef to executive chef there. Badass bitch. A few years later, 2008, she went to the Fontainebleau, Miami Beach. Um, that sounds familiar. Which... Yeah, which I think they renovated and reopened around then. And then she began to work with Scott Conant Yes, Scarpetta. He is, um, he has been a judge on Top Chef. He's also oh, yeah. a very frequent judge on Chopped. Yes. Yeah, Scott Conant. You'd recognize him if yeah, you saw yeah, his yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, So she started there at Scarpetta mm-hmm. as Sue and later became Chef de Cuisine, where she really started getting, like, a hot reviews. And just, like, people were like, yeah, she's good. Didn't sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, um, Sarah from Top Chef. You know the chick with the short hair. Didn't she also work at Scarpetta? I think she's right. Like for the really early seasons. Yeah, I think, I think right. she also worked there. The one sorry, who was like just, kind of having who was a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's yeah. not very nice. No. Fast forward 2013, she's on Top Chef season 11 and Nola, mm-hmm. which I found the, a very fun fact. Oh. Did you know the state like advertisement tourism offices? And Louisiana sponsored uh-huh. the season. No. And they paid $375,000. What? Yeah. Okay. New Orleans <laughs> does not need help with tourism. 
I think, but they were like, well, people will make it seem maybe more zhuzhy. You know what I mean? Did it seem zhuzhy to you? I think they like went to nice places sometimes. That's hilarious. Again, $375,000. Damn. Local tourism offices. Damn. Is that when they started having big cash prizes for quick fires? We should do that research and figure that out. Okay. We, yep. But also like, that's so it, much money. Don't use it for that. Use it for something else. Yeah, it's so much money. Um, um, use it to rebuild our streets. <laughs> which I forgot to Where's mention the lie? My, next, my next note. I forgot to mention okay. a lot of that money came from the recovery fund established by BP after the oil spill. Again, use it for something more reasonable. Use it to fix our streets. Doesn't Bravo have a lot of fucking money? I don't understand. Anyway. Um, I thought it was just a fun fact. That is a, that's quite a fun fact. Another fun fact about the season. Yes, please. So Nina was in the finale with this guy named Nicholas Elmy. Mm-hmm. Which we were like meh about. Right. I think the entire season we were kind of like. He's kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. And we were like, Nina's killing it every time. Yep. Also, spoiler alert, Nina does not win. She does not. So there was controversy in the final episode mm. that after it aired people were like um tom definitely swayed the other judges into awarding nicholas with the thing and he like was never very good and he had anger issues and the fan outrage led tom to release the judges scores on twitter to justify their decision to let nick oh, beat nina oh shit okay and so i tried to find the tweet i couldn't find it but i found it's all of the deleted pe- since then i found all of the people being like Fuck Tom Clippio. He's supporting the Clippio? white man. Oh, <laughs> Clippio. Yeah. He's supporting the white man, blah, blah, blah. And everyone. Well, because it was what? Shirley, Nina, an Asian woman. Nina, a black woman. A black woman and a white man. Yeah. And the white a man white one. man? A white man? No. no. <laughs> and he wasn't that good. He wasn't. And he did have anger problems. He did. But uh, Nina was a fan favorite. And obviously she's doing very well for herself, which yeah. is great. And she always like said she loved New Orleans and it reminded her of her home. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, right after the season aired, she was still back in Miami, mm-hmm. um, but then decided in 2015 to move to NOLA with Miller to Oprah. Comper la pain. Um, another fun fact about Nina is she's the culinary ambassador of St. Lucia. Fuck off. Not Dude, cool. she's so cool. I think the St. Lucian, I can't remember what, you know, politicians said this, but they were like, she's like, we were obsessed with her, basically. Yeah. You know what I just remembered? Hmm. Remember when our friend Nina? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why I just remembered this. I wish Nina and Alan were here right oh now. Oh my god! Should I call to them? tell this story? Oh my god! I'm gonna. Call, Can you call them? I'm gonna call them. Real Can right you call now. them right now? Oh my god! <laughs> call Nina. Yeah, yeah. Hey, girl. Sorry, I missed your call. What's up? Oh, yeah. oh. Um. Okay. We have a. Are you busy? Um, I'm at dinner with Franny's parents. Okay. So you're busy. So you're busy. Okay. Will you do me a flavor later and just yes. like record your version of the story when you ran into Nina Copton or she hit you or you hit her or whatever so I can put it on her podcast? <laughs> just like a voice yeah. message or yes, a note? Yes, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do you want to just like interview me or do you want like voice message? We just want the story. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Love you. Can't wait. That was fun recording. All right, Illy, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. So um, traffic was at, like, a standstill, and there was, like, an accident or a shooting. And so, of course, with, like, traffic just, you know, completely being horrible, um, Nina and I literally <laughs> ran into each other 
in our vehicles. So um, we were waiting for traffic to clear and for the traffic cops to come and just get like an accident report for insurance purposes. And um, we just kind of like got to talking. And so, you know, the first thing is like, I'm Nina. I'm Nina. Oh, Nina times two. Crazy. Love that we have the same name. Then, you know, I asked her for her life story. She asked for mine. Hers was much more interesting than mine. Um, but I kind of, I had, I had like no idea who she was. Um, just because I'm not like well-versed in, you know, the chefs of New Orleans or anything. I don't really watch Top Chef. I know she's been on some of those shows. And she also just like owns and runs <laughs> Compare Le Pen and um, That Water American Bistro. And, um, and I've eaten at, so basically she was like, I like I'm a chef and I was like oh cool okay like where do you cook and she was like Bowder American Bistro and I was like oh my god like good for you that's like an amazing restaurant I love eating there <laughs> and she was like oh yeah like thank you so much she was so humble and kind like she didn't say anything until I kept asking and like prompted to find out and, um that like she owns and runs them um but I asked her at one point, I was like, so where did you grow up? Did you grow up here? You know, she's like, oh, I guess St. Lucia. And then I went to CIA and then I was in Miami for a bit and then moved to New Orleans, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I love Miami. I love the beach. Like I am going to the beach this weekend with my boyfriend, you know? And she was like, oh, that's so exciting. And it's just like hilarious. It was just me talking about like my little <laughs> stupid life. <laughs> and she's out here just like talking about how she literally owns and runs the Bywater American Bistro, and I'm just, like, you know, I just had no idea. Anyway, so after everything, um, <laughs> I, like, she was, she was so sweet. She, like, offered to help me get a job, because I was unemployed at the time. Like, she's, she was amazing. And then, um, my, I ended up going home, and I told my roommate, who's really into, like, chefs, I was like, yeah, like, Nina, whatever. He screamed at the top of his arms, and he was like, Nina Compton! You said they have with Nina Compton? And, uh, yeah, and so it's just been this whole thing that, uh, yeah, this thing that happened. So, yeah. But anyway, if I had to rate Bywater American, I would give it a million stars, because I think that Nina Compton was just so kind. Um, <laughs> phone ring we got nina to, we're gonna get nina to send a message whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> so quick back pedal here mm. the other chef that helped open babs levi reigns worked with i don't think i've heard of him he worked with nina in miami and then moved here just to work with nina mm. um and worked at her at her as her sue for compare for three years and then um helped her open babs but then he stepped down to 2020 so mm. So some awards that they have. Uh, Nina was awarded Food and Wine Best New Chef in 2017. She was a James Beard finalist Best Chef, Best Chef South in mm-hmm. 2017 when she had a compare. C- compare. And then um, she, won, she, <laughs> she won James Beard Best Chef South um, in 2018, the year after. Mm. And actually, she was like named Best Chef the day before Bab opened. Whoa. And she is the first black female chef to receive a Best Chef Award. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Woman. Yeah. Of color. Color. Let's go. Um, and Bab was named nationally Eater's be- one of Eater's Best New Restaurants in 2018. And it was named Eater New Orleans Restaurant of the Year in 2018 as well. So they had awesome. a hot first year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, so we got an appetizer, two entrees, and a dessert. Um, a dessert, a bottle of wine, and cocktails. Two cocktails. So, Sophie, let's take, talk about it. Yeah. All right. For our appetizer, this was something that I actually we saw on the Instagram, mm-hmm. and it like looked so good, and I was like, you know what, we have to get this. So the description on the menu is just tomatoes slash creme fraiche slash toast. Mm-hmm. That's the description that they give you. Um, apparently, Larry, Nina's husband, asked if she could make a cold soup that tasted like a tomato sandwich. And he thinks that she nailed it. I think she did, too. I also agree that she did. So it's like this very creamy broth. It it was a little bit sweet, I think, because of the creme fraiche. Um, the broth wasn't poured onto the toast. The, t- it, the toast came mm-hmm. with tomatoes on top. Fresh heirloom tomatoes on top. It was poured table side. Which I was in the bathroom for, and I'm like pissed I that I missed that. I almost told him to stop, but then I he did it so fast I couldn't stop. Yeah, and like they got to get food out. I get it. Um, even though it was like a cream-based soup, it mm-hmm. was really refreshing. It was. It did taste like uh, hmm. what Larry said. I literally can't remember where he's based. A cold soup that tastes like tomato sandwich? It did taste like, yeah. like, but like a refreshing tomato sandwich. And it was like buttery, like toast is. It was dill very cool. There. there was a lot of lemon. Yep, some dill. There was like a green herb oil um, that I couldn't really mm-hmm. place. Maybe that maybe it had dill in it. Maybe. I don't usually like dill, but I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah. The, the tomatoes were super fresh. The tomatoes were my favorite part of the entire thing. Yes, they, they were, were beautiful. So fucking heirloom tasty. tomatoes. I really like to know where they got those. We also weren't sure if the bread was homemade or not. It was like this thick cut kind of toast. Could have been hotter. Could have been hotter and it could have been crispier. It but be, yeah. the bottom of it, I know why they serve a table side. Soaked up the... Is so it doesn't yeah. like overwhelm it, but it does soak up a lot of the broth. Mm-hmm. Um, Cocktails real quick? Or do we have any more on the toast? The toast, I thought, was a little sweet. Everything kind of ate sweet. Everything did eat a little sweet. And I don't, I don't know if that's because I'm super... Do you mean the bread itself, or do you mean, like, the whole the, thing together? I thought the soup tasted sweet. And I don't know what that was. It might, it may have been the creme fraiche. It may... I think it was the creme fraiche. Mm-hmm. And may I also been. wonder if the creme fraiche was put in there too early and it sat in there too long and something mm. marinated incorrectly and became sweeter than it should have been. Maybe. I don't know. That's a really good point. Um, yeah, let's touch on cocktails. I, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot uh, about this. If you put something tequila and spicy in front of yes. me, I will drink it. She will order it. If you put it. something refreshing with vodka, Sophie will order I it. I will order it. So, if there's citrus involved, I am there. So Sophie was like, I'm thinking the tequila mango thing. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll get the... Um, okay. Wait, so I got the machado. Yeah. And then I got the youthful good. Machado is tequila, sotol, carrot, mango, citrus. Mm-hmm. Which sounds interesting. Sotol is like a... It's made the same way as tequila. It's right. Like, yeah, but um, I think it's a little different. Like, kind of like mezcal, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then the Youth Lagoon, which uh, I ordered, was coconut gin, lemongrass, lime shaved chocolate, which you're like, what the fuck? What the but, fuck? And I hate gin. Yeah. So we get it. And so we <laughs> take a sip and she's like, I hate that. I hate this. <laughs> I hated it. And I took a sip and I was like, it's good. And then I, we, we basically swapped drinks. Basically. It was just, it was, I, it's spicy. I don't. I liked it. I want a drink to be refreshing. And the coconut gin one tasted almost like a coconut curry yeah but a drink did you even notice the chocolate no it i mean you could see like 
little tiny shaved pieces on top. I don't know if it added anything to the drink at all. Right. Um, I thought the mint was really nice. Was that drink worth $12? Absolutely not. Was my drink worth 14 No. 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 I don't think a drink should ever be more than $10. I, really I think that's think. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, unless it's like a nice liqueur martini or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but interesting cocktail menu. And it's small also. Right. But I mean, if, if we wanted to order like a Tito's, whatever, yeah. we absolutely could. They In the wine menu, they had all the spirits all the in the stuff, back. Yeah. So, you know. But we wanted to... Yeah. Do our thing. Do our thing. Um, so we had the first appetizer. Yeah. We had trouble deciding what entrees we wanted, right? Because her entree menu is small. Small, but also diverse. Yeah. Like the first thing in the entrees spaghetti. is spaghetti with tomato and basil. Which apparently is very good. Okay. I kind of wish we got that. Well, we can, we can go back and get it. Cool. Um, and then there's two Caribbean items. There's a pork belly and there's a fish. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I remembered that. Um, and we weren't sure if we wanted to get the Caribbean items because she's from St. Lucia. She's got to compare. It's a, right. It's, yeah. a rep- it's a representation of her food and the things that she likes to cook. Um, or if we should get something different because. Sure. Yeah. We asked good old Steven. So he said the two Caribbean dishes were the best. So that's what we got. First one was a curried rabbit, which sounds amazing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like literally looking at a rabbit right now being like, yum, rabbits. So delicious. It's no one would eat her. She's too pretty. Yeah, but she's really fat. So like, well, we don't. It's fine. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. So the curried rabbit is a dish that she grew up eating in St. Lucia. Um, Her curry base consists of garam masala, curry leaves, cardamom, coriander seeds, ginger, turmeric, scotch bonnet or habanero and coconut milk. Um, the rabbit was absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Flavors on point. Awesome sauce. Flavor was there. It was cooked perfectly. Fell apart off the fork. Yep. Off the bone? Off the fork. <laughs> <laughs> right um, off the damn fork. Yep. Came with a side of coconut rice and peas. Well, so, actually, they were in it. Am I wrong? Right. It was like the the Part rabbit the was on ah, top of it but yes that was like the accoutrement um so coconut rice and peas is a big thing in jamaica and it's really rice and beans mm-hmm. i think they use black-eyed peas and i think that's why it's called rice and peas i see now there was something so, in the rice something going on that was undercooked oh what's it going on you don't get that you, i don't Oh, it's from, from? Um, Rock of Love, Brett Michaels. Oh, what's oh. it going on? Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. So <laughs> there was something that was like really bothering me because there was something undercooked. And it was like texturally off. And I was upset because the flavor was there. The rabbit yep. was cooked perfectly. But then like. You just like, And it wasn't crunchy. It wasn't like an intentional grainy. crunch element. It was a grain that was underdone. Bummer. Yeah. Which was a bummer. Big bummer. So. That was the curried rabbit. But flavorful. Yeah. Cooked well. Beautiful. The rabbit. Next one was jerk chicken. Ugh. I was, Ugh. I, I fucking love jerk chicken. This jerk chicken, he was, our, our waiter was like, do you like spice? Of course, mm-hmm. Alexis is like, fuck me up. Yeah. Love some spice. I'm a little hesitant because I, while I do like spice, I prefer spice as in flavor rather than spices in heat. Mm-hmm. Um, reasonable request right but we were like fuck it let's go it's like a half chicken yeah 
and it comes with semolina dumplings. Um, apparently, this was like a new addition to the restaurant um, after they reopened after COVID. So it's a half chicken rubbed with jerk spices that's brined and marinated for 48 hours. Yum. Gorge. Yeah. That ain't no Top Chef dish. That's like, that's some all-star Those are my shit. favorite where it takes like days. Right? Um, the jerk paste has allspice, scotch bonnets. That's why it was so hot. Very hot. Cinnamon, brown sugar, and it's cooked slowly with onions. That's why. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, that'll okay. explain a lot All for right. you. And it's roasted to order, and it's served with semolina dumplings filled with lima beans and carrots. Yeah. Just like a, kind of a little side dish. Yeah, of, not on the chicken or underneath. Right. It came to different plate. plates, this, like, fucking huge half chicken. As soon Gorgeous as they, color. Yeah. I mean, absolutely beautiful. But as soon as they put our entrees down on the table, I was like, why do I smell maple syrup? Yeah. And I like I could not get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. I was smelling everything. I was like, it. You know how people before they have a stroke they like smell toast. I literally like it was one of those things where I couldn't place where it was coming from, and it was driving me nuts. Yeah, and it smelled like pancakes with syrup. It did. I, I didn't get it as strongly as you did, but oh once you said it, I was like, God. okay, it's there. It was the onions, dude. I, I think it was like a little off-putting to me, like caramelized onions. Right. I think it was. It was like cloyingly sweet, and the cardamom probably. I don't. I think it's the brown sugar, the onions, the cinnamon. I don't even know. Yeah. It just smelled like pancakes. <laughs> it smelled like Sunday morning at the Bryant House. And then you put it in your mouth, and then it's like a spicy. Oh my god, so hot! Yeah, like, the most tender, juicy chicken fire. Oh my god, and it's like hot on the inside because the bones are hot, crispy skin. Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing we ate. I was gonna say it was probably my least favorite because I literally I can't. No, it wasn't my least favorite. It just, I can't get over how the, much the it smell, tastes like The smell pancakes. overwhelmed you. Yeah, it was, you know when you've got something on your fingers? Oh my God, let's talk about the, this too. <laughs> so the bathroom, if you have a restaurant, you should never have scented candles, anything like that. I get scented soap, but it needs to be very mild. But this soap was like you put baby powder and soap in a bottle like you just changed a baby's diaper and i could not get the baby powder soap smell off right. me and it literally affected my entire meal so every time you're picking up food with your fork you're smelling your hands yeah it was and too it much. ruins the taste of the it food. actually kind of ruined the experience for me thank you it smells that's how i feel about the maple syrup it smells smell. not on point yeah like really uh olfactory yeah uh olfact no you're almost there don't hurt yourself. Olfactorily challenged. <laughs> that is not a word, but I'm going to make it one. But you didn't like the semolina dumplings. I didn't. I would you like, were like very underwhelmed by I them. would like you to explain them first before I explain them. So think about chicken and dumplings, right? Sure. These like pillowy, almost gnocchi-like, mm-hmm. kind of the size of gnocchi, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we're both showing with our hands <laughs> like people can see us. Um, in kind of like a thick... So, I mean, gravy-ish. Gravy, gravy texture. That's what I was like looking gravy for. gravy texture. With some lima beans and some carrots. Like sure. literally just in a dish on the side. Yeah. Which I think part of the reason was there to bring down the spice. Absolutely. Cut through it. Absolutely. And maybe also cut through the sweetness because I personally felt that the... I love dumplings and pasta as much mm. as the next person. Sure. I felt the texture was slightly off and I felt like they added just like nothing flavor-wise. Yeah. That's how I felt. It felt like a throwaway. I think it felt like something that could just cut through the flavors of the chicken. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, no. Yeah. 
what would have been your ideal side for that dish? I don't, one, I don't think it needed a side. I don't either. I think it needs one because it's, uh, I think it's not, doesn't seem very standard or appropriate just to serve a half chicken. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like. What about like a coconut bread? A coconut, put that coconut rice that was in the curry, cook mm-hmm. it well, put it underneath the chicken. I'm sold. Right. That's all I need. I think a rice or like maybe like just some roasted vegetables. Fuck. I mean, yeah. like something just to. It was a weird side dish. Yeah. Very weird. And also a little too soupy. Yeah. The gravy, it, it, if it had some pulled chicken in it. Yeah. Or like some shredded chicken. Sure. That could have been a whole meal. But there was no texture to it. There was none. It was just the dumplings. But you, but small... you liked it. More yeah. So, I mean, more, I, I guess more so than me. Yeah. Yeah. I think because the chicken was so spicy. You needed something. I needed it. It, it. it, it, it like, worked for you. Yeah. I, I was struggling to get sure, sure, sure. through it. Um, so Alexis took the chicken home. And you took the dumplings and rabbit home. Which I don't. Maybe I left it in the Uber. It like wasn't. Oh, you don't have it? No, it wasn't. Well, that's a bummer. Maybe I threw it out. I don't know. Because I. <laughs> we went out after. <laughs> we went out after. And we carried it with us the entire time. And then. Like literally till one in the morning. I don't kept know how the I bag. Had it. Okay, shout out John. Yeah, for John. holding on to that for us. But I put it in the air fryer the next morning, and obviously it was like a little overdone because we were like basically recooking it. Mm-hmm. But it like had the same flavor, and I basically just like ate it with no silverware, no napkins. It was like mm. a monster hung over on my couch. It was pretty. I love awesome. that so much. Yeah, I was like, I'm so happy gross, for you. But it felt right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So those were the entrees. Yeah. Dessert. Dessert. The dessert. So Alexis and I had a date night back when I lived in Nashville. She came and visited me. Mm -hmm. And we went to this restaurant. Couldn't tell you the name, but it was delicious. We like sat at the pizza bar and like flirted with the dude that was making us pizza. Loved it. And we got this lemon semifredo with blueberries. Fire. Like one of the best desserts I've ever had. Yeah. So I've like had a boner for semifredos ever since then. Understandably. Sure. So this is a semifredo with peaches and mint. Sounds so good, Dick right? It. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, a semifredo, it was not. It was not a semifredo. It it wasn't semifredo. It wasn't fredo at all. No. <sighs> it was beautiful to look it at. It was beautiful like this kind of circular almost panna cotta looking yeah, thing with like artfully placed peach slices and like a nice whipped cream and some mint on top. Like it looks so delicious. Let me tell you my biggest frustration with this. Yeah. The peaches were not ripe. No. God. did not. They were so hard. They were so hard and not ripe that they tasted like nothing. We literally pushed them to the side. Yeah. That's. That was my biggest frustration. If the peaches aren't ripe. Put a different fruit on there. Put a different fruit on the menu. Print new menus. Put a different fruit on there. Well, because they also they so they have staples, right? Mm-hmm. The chicken and the and the rabbit, right. pork belly, whatever. But they do. I mean, they claim that they change the menu often depending on what's seasonal and what they what's available from local farmers, right. whatever. So I assume that you'll mm-hmm. change it if it's not good. But it just like wasn't good. And, and it, it had this crumble on top that was good. And like I ate most of it because like, it's like in front of us. we had had a bottle of wine and cocktails, and I was like, well, whatever. Yeah. It, I mean, it tasted like a panna cotta. There were, it was yeah. not, it wasn't cold, first of all. It, it was, was not cold. Room temperature. Yeah. It was not cold. 
I did not eat eat it with the peaches. The semifredo had like a slight peach flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I got almost no mint. None. And it was just like kind of a disappointing end. It was my to the meal biggest. You barely ate it. No, I just wasn't interested. And it's I very upsetting. rarely don't just like not eat dessert. Right. And I I know that chefs, it's like, oh, I'm not a pastry chef. Like, what do you expect from me? It's like, no. If you put it on your menu, it better be fucking good. Yeah. Because nobody is holding a gun to your head saying, put a fucking semifredo on this menu. Yeah. And I'm sure sometimes it's really good. Right. Maybe something happened. They were pretty busy. Maybe it sat too long under the hot lights. Like, I don't know. But, um... Let's do a toot a tutor boot. Yeah. Okay, so the appetizer, toot overall toot toot for sure. I would eat it again. I would also eat it again. Yeah, um, that that appetizer made me excited for the meal. Correct. Same. C- correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, curried rabbit. <sighs> I'm I'm struggling because the flavor was there, but like I don't want to eat it again if that grain is not cooked well. So boot. I guess a boot. A boot. I guess I think a boot should be if you don't want to eat it again. I don't. Okay. Jerk chicken. Toot. Boot. Are you serious? I would. The maple bothered you that I, much? I, I'm smelling it right now. That's it's, upsetting. And I I didn't think I was that sensitive to smell because mm-hmm. I'm literally a nurse yeah. and things don't usually bother right. me. That's my question. I couldn't smell anything else that we ate. It was like a little upsetting. That is very upsetting. Yeah. So a uh, boot. Okay. The dumplings. Did I eat them at the moment? Probably. Yeah, because I wanted to get the fucking maple syrup taste out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, Semi? No. Boot. I hate that we're booting this menu. And we we were talking to people today. Yep. Say what they said. And we were like, we were a little, I don't know. I feel bad saying that because it's a right. great restaurant. and you know. I, I, I love Nina Compton. I love the, everything she stands for. I think she's fantastic. I know she's a good chef. Mm-hmm. And I think they've gotten such rave reviews for both restaurants that I was like, hype. I'm like, I'm ready to yeah. go. We were like nervous beforehand. I was nervous. I was like, if I see Nina, I'll shit myself. Yeah. You know, I, I expect, you know, I think the hype maybe just got us a little too hyped because maybe we were super critical, but also it just like wasn't what I anticipated. When I was thinking about what if I was there with my family and -hmm. we weren't doing it for the podcast and I was just enjoying a good meal. Yeah. Would I have felt any differently? Maybe. Maybe. But I didn't answer your question. The people that we were with were like, we think it was too hyped up. Right. And Which maybe that that too influences how you feel when you go in. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fucking fire. And when it's right. not or not perfect, you know, you're I like. I mean, it was the same for that Tito's ceviche and pisco. Yeah. You know, everyone said it was so good. All mm. the reviews were amazing. Yeah. And we were like. Mm. Or we're just like. I'm, that's what I was going to say. Or are, we, assholes. are we assholes? Are we snooty assholes who like. I feel like sometimes. Yeah. But like for good reason. Let me tell you this. Yeah. I will go back. Sure. I would go back because... I would order something different. I would order something different. I don't know. But I would go back because I, I yeah. liked being there. I like supporting her. And and that. And, you know, restaurants in the Bywater, I think, are also some semi-hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And someone who recognizes that and tries to do something slightly upscale, but also slightly an homage to the area, I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't feel any New Orleans influence in her food. That's my... I, I, 
was just about to say. Right? Like, I was just about to say. I didn't sense I didn't any, see any New Orleans inspiration. I, no. The only New Orleans I felt from her food is the ingredients? Well. Is it like the beautiful tomatoes that were probably yeah, New Orleans tomatoes? Sure. Like, I'm like, sure it was local lo- local fare. But don't say it's like an a homage. Or- right. Well, I was going to say this. Um, when I was doing some of the research for mm. you know this episode, a lot of the like good reviews were like the brunch is fantastic. She puts Tabasco in the hollandaise sauce, and love she that. puts like you know um, fuck I can't remember like a some liqueur of some sort that's mm. made no, not a Sazerac. I don't know. I can't remember. But they just mentioned like little ingredients pieces that were in it, but nothing that was like this. Right. But then I would read other things. She was like, I'm not making a fucking gumbo. She was like, why would I come here and make a gumbo when I like when I don't know that what sense. a gumbo is? Right. That makes sense. But if you're going to advertise it as a your your local hangout mm-hmm. where I am more inspired by New Orleans than I am my own mm-hmm. Caribbean influences, show it a little bit more. If she put like drum on the menu right which is like there's pompano but pompano is kind of everywhere in the south but like drum is like a i i've never had it anywhere else other than new orleans yeah if she had that on the menu or if she i don't know i don't know i just i didn't feel i didn't really feel new orleans in her food which i hate saying but it's true i think we should go for brunch maybe i would love that and see what the different vibe is because it was very pretty i will say it's a very beautiful restaurant it's, the music was not good music was terrible i literally have in my notes app music is confused vibe is confusing <laughs> some of the notes i took are really funny Will you read some of them <laughs> i think because we were drunk at this point i'm gonna read the dessert notes okay very excited about dessert so sweet it hurts my stomach sophie liked because she's pmsing <laughs> Peach is not ripe. Not a semi-freddy. <laughs> Tasted like a custard. <laughs> Fennel in crumble. Mint. Too overpowering. You Texture, literally just said you didn't I literally know the just said, uh, <laughs> I, This is why this is funny. Texture off. It's peach season. <laughs> it is peach season. It is peach season. So I was like, how do you not get good fucking well, peaches? Sitting in front of us for 10 minutes. It did because we were like, we're not, not ready to eat. Oh, not- that's what I wrote. You're also drunk. Those are funny. It was sitting in front of us for like maybe three minutes. That's funny. That's funny though. Um, I would go back. Yes. Yes. Um, we'll go for brunch. Yeah. Reevaluate. Touch on it at a later date. Correct. Okay. Um, but you know, obviously love Nina, and I think next time maybe we should we should try Compelapin. Speaking of, yeah, this is our last yeah. ep for the season. Season. We will post, I guess, when we're going to get season two back up. But yeah. we would love some more feedback on things Absolutely. to change, things to keep, mm-hmm. places to go. What you guys like, ideas you have. Mm-hmm. But we How got, you wash your bras, I don't know. Like, okay, yeah, that's also fair. Yeah. What um, allergy medicine do you Do you take? wash your hands after you pee when you're home in, alone? In your own house. Yeah. And no, no lying. Yeah, no lying. So. <laughs> <laughs> no lying. <laughs> no lies. But yeah, this has been really fun. So fun. And fun excuse for me and Sophie to hang out. Okay. Even though we hang out all the time. Literally hang out all the time. She's like, an excuse. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you suck. Um, but yeah, can't yeah. wait for next time. And um, yeah. We will us- be older next time. Our Ayo. birthdays are coming up. I'm going to be 26. Alexis is going to be old as shit. There you go. She's gonna be 27. <laughs> I'm gonna get a cry. I hate birthdays. Wow, you're so old. Yeah. It's so embarrassing for you. Um anyway, we love you guys. Yeah. 
and Illy. Illy and G-Night. G-Night.